You're really eating your kid's candy? Yeah, so are you. I can't eat that. <laughs> I'm not going to eat your kid's candy. Can we go ahead and start? Welcome to the Front Porch Theology uh, Podcast. It's good that you're here and listening in with me today is... Is, is the whole show going to be like this? I hope <laughs> You need to calm down. I'll when we start over? No, we're good. My okay. name's Will. Hey, Will. And you know what? Today, we have a special guest. We we asked Heather not to come in. Yeah. And we found her replacement. We did one show with her. <laughs> we brought in somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have our friend Siava, uh, Pastor Siava from Ukraine. How's it going, man? Everything is okay. I feel great. <laughs> good, good. Well, Siava just bought my kids these yeah. crazy bees. Uh, you're going to eat one of them. Listen. You need to eat one now. No, listen. It's here, not going to make you sick. No, look. This is peer pressure. So so Siava, in his kindness, brings Will's kids this candy. That you can't get in America. You can't, oh, but they're they're called, that doesn't matter. They're what, called crazy bees. And rather than waiting and eating them with his children... He opens the bag. And I'm gonna eat them with my kids too. <laughs> <laughs> you you open the bag and now just handing them out willy nilly. I can't I can't take that. I'm not gonna. That's, Listen, that's Judas right the there. The crazy bees, <laughs> Judas made by Roshan. Roshan is actually sponsoring the podcast today. So what's that? big <laughs> shout out to Roshan and um, Mr. Uh, Peroshenko. Yes, Peroshenko. Yes. Peroshenko. <laughs> um, he's a, he's a big fan of the show. <laughs> And um, but he makes these crazy bees, and it's like if a dot and a gusher had a baby. That's a great way to explain it. How would you know? You haven't eaten one. I mean, I've eaten one before now. They were in the they were in. The you thing ate right them there. when we had them at the church? Of course I did. Oh, yeah. You need to eat one now. Yeah. So I'll have one. No, ma'am. What? No. All right. Then Baker can have another. All right. I will eat some American candies. Okay. <laughs> Baker loves the crazy bees too. All right. Well. I want to thank you for coming, for for being here. And seriously, I wanted to spend some time um, talking to Siava about um, about his church, about the culture, and what it's like to pastor um, in Ukraine. I think I think some people, especially in our church, um, it would be uh, enlightening uh, and probably really encouraging to hear kind of what's going on uh, with Christians in Ukraine and what's going on with your church. And so. Um, uh, let, maybe let's start there. So, if you don't mind, name of your church, where do you plant, and uh, when did you plant, and um, yeah, and 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 kind of the story behind what what got you there. That will be a long story. I don't know. <laughs> we have all day. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, my name is Sava, and I am one of the elders at Ecclesia Church in Lviv, Ukraine, and we started church three years ago. It was uh, not easy start and a lot of praying and a lot of thinking how this church should look like, especially when we was going out from our uh, church where, where I was for too many years, I yeah. think like 17 years. I accept Christ in that church and it was hard to leave this church. Uh, but yeah, it was hard decision for us, for all of us, but we see it was really that what God won from us. And we just start new church. 
And yeah, it's in Lviv. It was in different location by the three years. We was in one location, then in another location, then in another location. And only for the last year, we rent in the same place for our Sunday gathering. But still the youth groups and any other ministers, it's not happening there. It's still in different locations in Lviv. So they're like gypsies. Nomads yeah. just <laughs> move around wherever they need to. Gotcha. Yeah. So. Uh, tell us a little bit about Lviv. Oh, Lviv, it's a, it's a cultural center of Ukraine, I would love to say. And yeah. uh, it's around 1 million people. Officially, it's 800,000 people, but we have a lot of students and a lot of, for, right now, a lot of people from the east came to the west of Ukraine. And so it's, it's around 1 million people in the city. Now, I know a lot of people in Lviv need Jesus because there's a uh, there's a restaurant there called the Cat Cafe. Cat Cafe? Yeah, have you ever been there? No, I'm not I'm not a fan of cats. Me either. But my daughter is, and so we yeah, went I to know. this Cat Cafe. It was terrifying. <laughs> they just let cats roam around no. and eat people's food. Yes. No. Like they're yeah. sitting there eating and the cats like, jump real. up on the table. It's real. It's how many cats there? It's like Oh, I counted at least and the, like you're not and allowed to like shoot them away, tiny. or like it's the part of the enjoyment is them eating your food. Well, everyone lapping your drink. Listen, everyone there enjoyed it except me. <laughs> everyone was having a good time. It was just a den of sin, and <laughs> it, <laughs> there, there were cats on people's shoulders and stuff. No, and they had a hairless no. cat. They had a Ew. Maine Coon cat that, that looked, make you not want to eat. That was like a lion. Man, I, Bella wanted to eat there, and we just had coffee. But I was like, I'm not There's eating no way. and fighting cats away <laughs> while I'm eating. <laughs> so um, okay, so you 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 ha- are a pastor of a Baptist church. Yeah, we right now not in any denomination, but yeah, yeah we more we more Baptist theology church. Yeah. So you did you grow up in that? Uh, I grew up in uh, evangelical free church, but okay. uh, like my Christian life, I accept Christ when I was sixteen. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but we was free evangelical church. But our pastor was from Baptist denomination with Baptist background, so our theology was all Baptist. That's fascinating. So because the, you had, in the car you were telling me that that's a very small percentage of people right there, Baptists. That is, yes, yeah. So the the idea your parents were there before were they Baptists as well? No, it's I'm from let's say traditional Christian family, but yeah. they not. Not really like real Christians. Like it's a Christianity. It's a part of the culture identity. They saying, okay, I am a Christian, but sometimes it doesn't mean anything. So you didn't go to the Free Evangelical Church until you were converted, right? Until yeah, you were until okay. I, was, I was sixteen. Yeah. So, so him and I, we got all political in the car. I had, oh, I'm sure you did. I had so many. <laughs> I had questions about politics, and so one of the things I was telling him was that, like in in America, like did you tell him how much you love Russia. <laughs> no, no, I made oh, sure. I left my that, Russian hoodie at home. Yeah, you kept that yeah, to yourself. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, no, That's I didn't good. ask about That's Russian. Good. I was I was asking questions about like uh um th- how the, the the kind of those close ties cuz you know in in America I feel like the church can be very politicized and there's mm-hmm. political conversations, whether it sure. be abortion and gay marriage and all those things. And I was asking him, that's what he was telling me that, that how like the social topics that are such, they're so big here. They're, they're not so much there because of the Christian culture. And if you would, can you share that story? It, it's uh, uh, and I think, cause I think this kind of, it's a story that really is maybe is a good insight of kind of what you deal with when trying to reaching people in, in Ukraine. So the story of the, of the guy who came to you who was decided he was Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a 
No, it's uh, when I become a Christian and I was 16, so I started to share with all my relatives about God and share the gospel. And uh, uh, one of my best friends during that time was my cousin. And he is like, okay, this is Christianity. It's a little bit like too much for me. That's what you're saying. But I still want to be a Christian. So he started to look in and asking some questions. So then he uh, came to the catholic priest and he asked that question if sex before marriage is okay it's okay here in this community and this priest i'm not saying like all priests like that right. catholic or orthodox but this priest saying yeah you can try it before you get before you get married <laughs> why not and so my brother my cousin let's say he said okay so i think i'm catholic right now <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh yeah. I think I'm Catholic. <laughs> it it is a unique uh difficulty though in a culture that is so religious but like also not genuinely Christian. Um we've talked about on our podcast a little bit about how how hard it is like in West Virginia how everyone identifies as Christian but right. they're not actually Christian and but it's like in Ukraine it's maybe at such a higher level. Yeah. Well okay, so are people so this is what I'm curious about like with people who classify themselves as Christians, what's the biggest obstacle to get them to see the gospel? Is it, are, are they familiar with scripture or is it like just complete ignorance of that? Like what, what's the biggest obstacle to get re- these religious lost people to actually hear the gospel? Uh, the hardest thing is like the more, pa- the, the people in Ukraine, they saying, okay, I'm a Christian, but their belief it more in uh Gospel, religious gospel or they more believe in religion and tradition and second thing they more believe in a gospel of deeds so i need to do a lot of good stuff and mm-hmm. that will cover my sins or my mistakes how they saying but they're not really familiar with the bible but i think every family have a bible at home but they just not reading because they saying it's like it's a priest need to read and he need to explain. But in the churches, you know, in traditional churches, they not really explaining the Bible. Just some right now churches start to have something like similar like sermons and like really talking with people who came to the church. But mostly it's just like traditional way of church with singing and they singing the scripture you not really understand from what part of the scripture it is or what the words it is but mm-hmm. but it's more traditions and because of this is identity of ukrainians it's like okay i'm a i'm a christian it's my the part of my identity when you're saying like receive gospel receive forgiveness for them it's more like i betrayed in my identity and uh, i just like <coughs> I switch in the church. I, I, I betray, I'm not Ukrainian anymore if I will switch the church because Ukrainian church, it's Orthodox or Catholic. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that. What Can you explain, so is, uh, for for whatever reason, I always thought Eastern Orthodox had a bigger presence in Ukraine. Is, is, that, is that accurate or is it kind of like... It's a, it's a depend, depending on the, where you in Ukraine. In okay. my... Uh, in my part of Ukraine, western part of Ukraine, it's more Catholic, okay. I'd say, because we closer to the Polish border. Polish, gotcha. Poland is totally Catholic country, and we have our city, Lviv, it was the part of the Poland in in the past two or so, like, some Polish people still call in our city, it's Polish city. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, so, the, our part, it's more Catholic, but if you move in toward east and closer to the center and eastern of Ukraine, it will be more orthodox, 
And there's and, a Ukrainian Orthodox Church now. Yeah, right? it's now separate it, from Russian Orthodox. Yeah, it's uh, in. It was a big deal in 2014 <coughs> when the war started on the east. So it was. It was really. I. I. I can't say like 100 percent, but it was smaller community of Ukrainian Orthodox Church when Russian Orthodox Church. But because of the war. Uh, they become all like Ukrainian Orthodox Church, mm-hmm. okay. like mostly. It's still some some Russian Orthodox churches in Ukraine, but it's little. Some <laughs> Protestants have been like largely isolated and marginalized. Um, can you can you talk a little bit? You were telling me yesterday about um, the Soviet Union not allowing Protestant churches in certain cities. Like in Lviv, there were no Protestant churches during the Soviet Union, right? It's uh, it wasn't allowed in general the Protestant churches in yeah. Ukraine during the Soviet mm-hmm. Union. If you was claiming yourself as a I am a Protestant, yeah. it's mean like you claiming you put the you put some like mark on you and your family. You will be not allowed to go to university. You will not allowed to get a better job. So mostly like Christians, they was like kicked out from the society, like or just from good life just because you're claiming yourself Christians and during the Soviet Union all buildings would have what was like Baptist churches they was taken from them and using as a I know as a libraries or stuff mm-hmm. something like this like and this isn't that long ago I mean you you lived as a child in the Soviet Union. Yeah, I was. Ukrainian independence was, what, 90? 90, that, He told me that, and I thought, wow, how, I didn't yeah. realize it was such a young I'm not country. trying to put a put an age on you, but let's say you were yeah. born around 1984 <laughs> or something like that. Um, let's let's but, say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> say but, you, but you were, I mean, you have very vivid memories of, of this, I'm sure. I do have some memories from Soviet Union was when I was a kid. Right. <clears throat> but also I do have some memories of hard time of Ukraine when we become independent. Sure. No our currency, no stable economics, nothing like right. this. It was hard first few years. Yeah. But when I think even just like Protestant history in America, we've got I mean, we've got Protestant churches that that are hundreds of years old and um and it's, that's just not the case in Ukraine. I mean, there's no there's no distant Protestant church history, and so there's the foundation of church planting um, in Ukraine is so new that that it's uh, it's very difficult and groundbreaking work. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we, I, I would say, we have some churches like Protestant churches, but they older than hundred years, but yeah. it's like it's really rare, and yeah. it's mean <coughs> it it just it's just hard to say it's like this church to function well right now right. because their history was all the under some repressions and right. they was kind of like allowed in to be a christian but you cannot share the gospel you cannot talk about your values you cannot talk about god you cannot read the bible yeah. and all of this thing so we have some protestant churches what right now more than 100 years but it's sometimes it's just a building or right. older people in this church and yeah. so what what are some of the influences that that and difficulties that let's say the eastern orthodox and catholic traditions bring to you and into the church in Lviv <clears throat> I'd say it's harder to share the gospel with older generation because mm-hmm. they kind of like for a long years stuck in uh, in this like belief of 
Gospel of Religion, and this is a good work thing. Mm -hmm. And for but for <coughs> it's easier to reach younger generation because right now the gap between older and younger generation it's so big because their parents grew up in a different world, like not technology world, and young people right now they so different. It's and you can feel that because. Uh, their views, how they get information, and how they just have a conversation about what they talk. It's just not that what their parents like want even from them. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and share the gospel with older generation. It's hard. Mm -hmm. They always like saying, "Okay, if I will receive Jesus, it's mean like all my life before was wrong. All my uh, all my <coughs> like Christianity was wrong because right. I still a Christian, and it's." It's hard, but for younger generations, they not really the part of this Christianity of their parents because they not reading the Bible at home. Right. They just celebrating Christmas and Easter, and that's for younger generation. What is Christianity? It's yeah. Easter and Christmas, and sometimes that it's not even about God Christmas. It's not about resurrection on Easter. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's just about some tradition, some big things right. for Christmas, cook food for for Easter that kind of style of food, for Christmas this kind of style of food. So it's more tradition but not about Jesus. But they don't have like a they don't have like a negative reaction towards Christianity, <clears throat> the younger generation? No, uh, I don't think what yeah, they don't have like so negative reaction. They okay. just like, okay, that's you believe and that's okay. But so the the challenge is how to get this younger generation for a longer time with Christians, where they will not only hear the gospel but feel, and they can really like see how gospel works in the life of Christians. Yeah. So it's funny. I think a lot of people have a. I mean, the Catholicism has a pretty big presence in the states, and weirdly enough, in West Virginia. I think a lot of people are familiar with them. When it comes to the Eastern Orthodox, could, could you explain a little bit, a, a little bit who they are, maybe even maybe where Protestants may depart from them, because there is I know there is there is an Eastern Orthodox Church here in, the, in West Virginia, I believe. Yeah, but it's like very like minority. Like most people wouldn't wouldn't know what they believe at all. <clears throat> no, it's um. I'd say like real Orthodox um, theology is really deep, like Orthodox theology. But they're, they're, but that how the church looks right now, it's uh, different than their theology, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and I think the hardest it's. Um, I'm not the best person to ask about Orthodox Prophet Church. We sure. have a guy in. <coughs> our church he knows about orthodox probably everything yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but um but for me it's like the hardest belief is like you can't be say outside of the church and outside mm -hmm. of the where his church is located so you come into the presence of the lord only where the property of orthodox church right. is so the building's very important the building's very important and and it's a like key issue. That's why like they Orthodox they trying to have the more land because they do believe it's like Yehovah Witnesses. Yeah, they have their own kingdom, mm -hmm. but for Yehovah Witnesses we know okay, it's not Christians. So. Right. Yeah. But for Orthodox it's like the the property it means a lot. Yeah, I've I've heard I can't remember where where maybe where I heard this, but it was a that if y there was threats to families that if your kid gets baptized then they wouldn't have a proper burial. 
or something of that nature, which would keep them, which would affect the, the children's afterlife or something of that. They may not receive. I don't know if they have like last rites like like the Catholic <coughs> Church does. But uh, it's a, it's yeah, it's just common thing. If you're not baptized your child when it when the child was born, if you like you like put the claim on your child. Yeah. It's it's like you mark your child with that what the evil spirits and everything what is evil it's allowed to reach your child i yeah, don't know it's yeah. like it's like you if you're not baptized you not put the protection on this child and yeah. well you've even experienced that with kavitka yeah your daughter. Uh, my, my daughter is eight weeks old <laughs> and uh yeah it's already from my relatives we heard when you will baptize you too long it's too long eight weeks it's too long already <laughs> like when you will baptize and i'm saying um she will be baptized when she wants <laughs> first yeah, but right. then we will pray over her and bless give church blessing over right. her like in uh, a while yeah i think, <laughs> think that's right your family probably is like what are you, what are you doing man uh, right. yeah they yeah i always have some stuff like this with my family <laughs> 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 don't we all yeah yeah i spoke to an orthodox guy here, here in west virginia recently we had a really good conversation um and and it's like he he would not uh, say that he's saved by works, but all of his actions seem to indicate that, right? But like in his theology, he says, no, it's by grace, but because I'm saved, I need to do this. So much so that, that he even said that like New Heights Church was disrespectful to God because we didn't have like gold on our building and we had garage doors. And, and so I'm like taking him to the New Testament, like, hey, we are living stones. We are the church. The, the people of God are the building. It's, it, we're the dwelling place of God. And he's saying, no, you need to have these ornate things. And, and I was like, I, I was curious. I was like, what would you think that we should do if if we admit that you're right? And he said, you should deed your property over to the Orthodox Church and, and become Orthodox. Oh, that's weird. And then they'll put a gold dome on top of the garage church that we have. It's just like so strange to me. <laughs> and <laughs> the building would collapse. Right. I know, <laughs> right. But, but like, um, Sava, can you talk a little bit about um, – iconism and and how the icons are, yeah. are just everywhere every time i've been to ukraine i'm always amazed at like how many icons i see everywhere i mean yeah, it's all it, over the place it's everywhere if you're saying you're a christian it should be in your home it should be like everywhere you need to have a cross uh, at least when you when you baptize the child the first gift from the 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 people who become a godfather and godmother, the first gifts will be a cross, the golden cross mm -hmm. for for a child. Yeah, and <clears throat> so maybe I need to baptize and <laughs> get, get some gold. Yeah. <laughs> get some gold. So, so yeah. So <laughs> maybe for, some financial benefit. Because there's some people that won't know what an icon is. Can you explain? Yeah, um, icon. It's a, a picture or painting of uh, saints or Jesus or God or Mary. Mm -hmm. And and it's really common, but in Ukraine, even the taxi driver, if you want a safe drive, you need to have the icon every in Uber the car. I've been in has like a little card of Thomas or one of the, one yeah. of the apostles or something. It's it's Saint Nicholas or someone who Saint Nicholas is popular. Yeah. So it's interesting because this is like this is one of the big divisions between the Catholic Church and the Eastern Church historically was that it was one. It's interesting because Catholic Church were, had their relics, right? And the Eastern right. Orthodox are like. You can't have relics. You gotta have icons. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Protestants are like neither. Yeah. We're like they're kind of the same thing. You know, we're <laughs> right. fighting over something that's really similar. Um. Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm 
some of these, I got a couple questions because I'm always curious uh, of like church way, culture. Let me, let me just oh, throw throw yeah. this story out there. A really old lady one time that uh, in Ukraine that gave me a gift that I still have. Yeah, I, I don't like pray with it because I think that'd be weird. It but she be. gave me a card, like a laminated card, with Mary holding baby Jesus. Oh, and it has like a prayer of blessing on the back of it. So like Christian tarot cards. Well, I called it my Jesus rookie card. <laughs> Jesus. So, Jesus yeah, it's the it's his first year. First year, yeah. First year it has the hologram. First year on like, Earth, yeah. yeah. It is kind of like a hologram. It really? Yeah, it's Saint uh, Mary's actually sells. I'll show it to you sometime. A, a version of these, but they're not icons. Obviously, I keep it put away because I don't want. My wife works at a Catholic mm-hmm. hospital, and they have a, a store that they sell all Jesus sorts rookie of, cards and stuff. The stuff like that, yeah. yeah. Different saints that you can pray to, yeah. Um, so okay, so I'm always curious about. Uh, Christian culture in other countries. So I, I, when I, I was in Taiwan, I always thought it was interesting because they one thing that was like very divisive in the church, and the reason why I like to share these things is to try to get Christians to see that what they make these what they make really divisive and these big deals sometimes to the universal church are nothing. Um, and I remember being in Taiwan, and it was like you can't eat. Like they they had this dish that had like pig's blood in it, and it was a big Christians didn't know whether or not they could eat it or not. It was kind of a divisive thing. Um, alcohol is that way in in the states, I would say. It's probably the biggest one. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what what is like a what what is something like a like a Christian cultural like uh, is it tattoos? Contro- is it controversial? Yeah, something thing. controversial yeah. that that Christians feel torn about in in Ukraine as far as like what you can do, can't do that that sort of thing. Oh, it's a it's a good question because it's depending. The first is depending what denomination you are yeah. <laughs> and, and all of that stuff. But yeah, I would say for for more, if we're talking about the Baptist or yeah. like Christian churches, that's right. Not, that's not what we would not, call legitimate not, Christian, not traditional yeah, church. Yeah, yeah legitimate right. Protestant churches. Yeah, sound like the Catholic. The, the priest was like, "You can do whatever you want. Right, you know, yeah. <laughs> just give us some money. We're fine." <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, it's a, but for uh, yeah, for Christian churches, that will be probably like things, like alcohol and smoking. That yeah. what you can be addicted and and that because the first is because of tra- that's because of the history of Ukraine. Yeah, during mm-hmm. the Soviet Union and ninety and ninety when Ukraine became independent in nineteen ninety one, it was lack of stuff. So uh, the people was drunk a lot because they yeah. can get the sugar and they can make some home alcohol. I want to make a moonshine. <clears throat> This is what we call moonshine in West Virginia. Uh, okay, it's, it's like redneck redneck uh, drink. It's called samohonka in Ukrainian. Samohonka. <laughs> yeah, you okay. have your moonshine. I'm gonna take the samohonka. <laughs> yes. So, so and uh, because of that, it's a lot of families was broken because of alcohol sure. and mm. cigarettes, and this is uh, that addictions. It's uh, and say like churches was saying, okay, we need to look different, and that was right step. They right. they really need to be. Right. different than this and need to fight against because they was breaking families and it was horrible situation but but right now it's more freedom but because of the tradition still keeping it's yeah. uh i think like yeah we're still talking about the same thing like about alcohol and yeah. stuff and and yeah for us as a as a like right now we we're not in any denomination but we don't we want to respect our brothers sure. in christ mm-hmm. so we even like having in our church like okay like uh, drink alcohol 
we we will not do in public yeah. and yeah. it's not the way and right. it just it can be just just something like even coffee can be controversial uh, yeah somewhat, for someone right? even coffee can be controversial baker has really struggled with this revelation <laughs> because <laughs> he's not addicted to coffee we've established that but but baker wants coffee a lot yeah he just wants it. he just really <laughs> wants it <laughs> and yeah. has to have it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um so. yeah that, that's interesting so because uh, i would i would say that like um the christian church here kind of experienced the same thing in the sense of you no know, it was a little further back but but a a an issue with drunkenness which caused kind of like a, a shift cultural shift to say hey we got to get rid of this mm-hmm. stuff um, the the other thing I um, always hide my tattoos and, in Ukraine. Also, oh, yeah, t- yeah, tattoos. Before before we always, yeah. uh, move forward, it's uh, yeah. Like yesterday, I was in a small group of uh, of teenagers yeah, here, yeah. and it uh, the great teenagers and it's a great group, and they was honestly like saying, okay, I'm not allowed to come in my pajama pants to the school yeah. because I need to come with in the jeans. Yeah. But in Ukrainian churches, the girls, it's not allowed to come in the jeans to some churches inside because right. only like dresses. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, really? So they're not even not talking about pajama pants or You tell jeans. them they need to be thankful for, <laughs> for the freedom they do have. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're complaining they can't wear pajama pants? Yeah. And because that's, yeah. Yeah. See, that's why you homeschool. That's all my kids wear is pajama pants. That's <laughs> <laughs> all you wear. That's true. <laughs> You're wearing gym shorts right but, now. Well, well, they say juicy <laughs> on the back. It's snowy yeah. outside, and you're wearing gym shorts. Oh boy! All right, so um, final. Um, well, okay, a couple, couple more things. You had said something about people celebrating Christmas and Easter. Um, is it's? I'm, I'm actually fascinated how many commonalities there are. Right? We, uh, but we, uh, when it comes to what does Christmas look like, and culturally but also in the church like do you all do, do you all do like an advent um in in the church uh right now in the church in my in my church we're doing advent right yeah. now and we that. all reading the poultry book the come and worship i yeah. think mm-hmm. it's, i don't know how it's in because we have in ukrainian okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. it's nice. so uh we're reading that book all together and we preaching on the common topics what we see in this book every sunday before christmas but christmas for ukrainians is in january 6 and 7 <laughs> so, <laughs> what? what really <laughs> yeah so we just have uh for the last two years what we have a national in in ukraine it's still it's holy Holidays during the 24th and 25th of December, but right now we kind of like have two Christians, and even my family. Like I said, I come in like in in the uh, 24th, coming back to Ukraine, yeah. and my sister, yeah, that's okay. I say, but it's right before Christmas because our church is celebrated in 25th, like all together. Oh, uh, really? And <laughs> yeah, and uh, and and she's like, but this is Polish Christmas. Why you celebrate it? I, I think we celebrate in both. Like it's nice. <laughs> so, so if America had two Christmases, I would celebrate both. Absolutely, <laughs> because we've established how much I love Christmas. <laughs> love it. So you. So the twenty fifth is considered the Polish Christmas. Yeah, that's fascinating. And then mm-hmm. January sixth is it's Ukrainian. Yeah, for but Catholics it, it, and it's, Orthodox. It's, ma- it's main. Yeah, it's right okay. now because uh, it's uh, it's interesting because like still like, it means like twenty fifth is Catholic Christmas and. Okay. S- in seven, it's uh, of January. It's Orthodox Christmas, 
but in Ukraine it was always only one Christmas, January 6th and 7th. Oh, wow. So even and the Catholics recognize it yes, in that in Ukraine That's in awesome. January, but right so, now this new law have what we about, have in Ukraine. What is, about there's the, a law that declared it? Yeah, it's a declared law what we are celebrating right now two Christmases. <laughs> so, <laughs> what about St. Nicholas? Yeah, do y'all do Santa? So uh, we is it, there like a legend that he gives gifts and yeah, it's a 19 of December, 19 of December. Yeah. Okay, so you have cr- two Christmases and then a whole other day. <laughs> this is a for <laughs> Santa Claus. This, there's yeah. something to this, man. There's something to this. <laughs> this is what we should do. Their entire winter is celebrating Christmas. But yeah, I love it because like that's so you, true. That's true. So <laughs> you have but you have a day where you can acknowledge a saint of the past, yeah. something nice that he did, but it doesn't take over what Christmas actually is. This is the battle we have here. I might, I might like that better. That's what I'm saying. A day to acknowledge Saint Nicholas. Yeah, cool saint. And I would tell my kids about the real Saint Nicholas. Yeah. And Heather would tell her kids about a made-up Santa Claus. But we do that on <laughs> December 19th, <laughs> and then on December 25th we celebrate Jesus. So you open, you open. Yeah, but gifts. we start the year with Christmas and we finish the year with Christmas. Yeah, oh, that's the good. Alpha and Omega, <laughs> the beginning and the end. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so you, so you, do you all do gifts on the nineteenth? Uh, yeah. Wow. You do gifts le- on the even, other even, Yeah, we like we decided in our, with my wife we will try to do the gift for Christmas, but because of all kids around celebrating nineteenth, so you need to do at least something for your kid on December nineteenth. Just little, yeah. uh, just small Christmas, and mostly it's like we love. In Ukraine, it's tradition for for Saint Nicholas Day. We give like oranges and mandarins. I don't know. It's yeah, like small yeah, mandarin order. oranges. Yeah, yeah. So we, it's like can be a box of candy and oranges and fruits. Give out and crazy bees. Yeah, so dude, yeah. I like crazy bees. Give out the crazy I like bees. So it's do, more, the, do the children actually believe it's from Saint Nicholas though? Yeah. So uh, they think Saint Nicholas brings it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. My nephew still he they wrote the letters to Saint Nicholas, like probably here for Christmas. I don't know. They, you yeah, yeah. they write letters. Yeah, Mine's so do, we don't do this yeah, with our do, kids. I, but it's like people people hate us for not doing Santa. But you know what? I'm gonna, I'll do the 19th thing. I like this. <laughs> Talk about Saint Nicholas do, on do, the 19th. Does do they, does he give coal to bad kids? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's a that's like a okay. How did this tradition? Does Krampus begin? show up? Do you know who Krampus <laughs> is? And like. Take the thumbs of the naughty children, like this, like <laughs> evil monster. He's at you, like, what you don't know Krampus? Uh, no, we, we, I know Krampus. He's but like a we, German we, guy. We, I think. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. German. I think. Yeah, it's a for Ukrainians. <laughs> it's a German guy. It's a like, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's Nazi guy for <laughs> no, right, right. Nazi Santa, no, Nazi Krampus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, All right, now, oh, now. Uh, Chimneys, Santa coming down chimneys, or is he? Because in in Germany he crawls through windows. So I'm curious what he does. In <laughs> it's what he does. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, he doesn't. It's a. It's well, a it's myth. A, he's not climbing through windows. Just in case our listeners are being fooled, I want you to know this is all made up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm just curious of the traditions. Like, so is there like a tree and stuff like that? Trees. Uh, a tree. Uh, like a Christmas tree. Christmas yeah, tree. Yeah, we do. We do have a Christmas. You put tree. spiders on it, right? <laughs> no. Oh, that was, that was, where did we hear that? I love that you answered yeah, that question uh, for us. I think you found that on the I internet. Think, I found it on the internet. That's right. Ukrainians put spiders on some website. Some Russian put that on there. That's yeah. what it was. Some yeah. Russian person said That's that Ukrainians put spiders on their Christmas trees. <laughs> no, we not. No, we don't. They don't do that madness. Um, Easter. What? What is? What is? 
so Easter is celebrated a different day than we typically do. Um, yeah, I it's believe. a one week later, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's right. And that that's because the culture is so influenced by Eastern Orthodox. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big division early in, in Middle Ages. Really fat. I mean, not really fast. I'm not sure why they fought about this so much, about the date of Easter. Like, it's... Catholics and Orthodox. But, but are, yeah. no one will say it's Orthodox influence. It, they will just say it's how Ukraine do. It's oh, right. okay. <laughs> it's just how Ukraine does it. <laughs> yeah. But well, it's Orthodox influence, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it is. But n- n- everyone just didn't know that. It's like, right. for them, it's just Easter. It's, right. Well, that's that's hard to break when it's stuff like that because you're right. That's so part, much a part of your identity and yeah. tradition. Like that's who we are. And the change. I mean, not that that needs to change because who well, cares? And the Bible doesn't say you have right. to do it on this. Not time all. after the moon or however that's yeah. figured out but so what what is out of curiosity easter you're celebrating the resurrection uh do y'all what, what does that look like that that season do y'all do you have like a holy week do you have good friday do you do you celebrate things like that yeah we do in our church we do we have a communion on thursday night uh, and the gathering all together we read in this passage about jesus pray about disciples and where she's wash their feet and did communion so we read in that passage we remember that what he did for us during the day doing communion together so it's kind of like really church thing uh, yeah. and <clears throat> but for all ukraine like we have uh fast fasting like 40 days like for a lot of ukrainians mm. they start yeah. uh, like before the yeah it's like it's not advent it's called some some another lent Lent is what we would call it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, it's like they do fasting, so they're not eating meat, or they. Right. Some Ukrainians saying like, "Okay, I will not drink alcohol at all for this forty days." Like yeah. it's a. So they're doing something what shows. If like I was respect if I was spending Lent in Ukraine, I would not get a tattoo for forty days. Okay. <laughs> so so I so I grew up doing Lent, and we uh, we always did like I won't do chocolate. Sometimes I said I wouldn't do skydiving if I felt really lazy that year. Not that I, cause I pick something that I don't typically do, and then it makes it a lot easier. So, but we—I didn't grow up in a Christian home. But anyways, that it's a. But we do culturally speaking. Is is are people coming to church at Easter because that's like what they're supposed to do? Yeah. So that's uh yeah. Like on Saturday before the Easter, we make the baskets with food and we cook the special. A special bread, sweet bread with raisins and nuts, and so it's 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 really good. So I like that tradition. But <clears throat> so we cook that, we make that basket, and for traditional churches, they prepared this basket, went to the church, and then the priest he prayed over this food and this baskets, and he like pouring the water, like holy water. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he doing the, all of these things and this basket it's for breakfast for Easter it's like it's yeah. food and that's th- I, I think it's nice tradition just to be ready for Easter and prepare yourself for Easter for ce- yeah. to celebrate that day and even some traditional churches they doing like uh, overnight prayers mm. uh, if they open the church for all night because if you want to come and pray and wait for resurrection in the church they open yeah. the doors yeah, so this, um, but the main things what for for mostly Ukrainians, this is what is Christianity. It's Christmas and Easter. This is it. That's right. then. Yeah. It's this is the days when they come into the church. And now, now in Ukraine, do you all have like a an Easter bunny? No. Oh, thank goodness. 
That's I'm really happy for you guys. Yes, oh, we, but we have another have tradition. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they have an Easter raccoon. <laughs> no, no. What, no. what is it? Well, it's uh, the, you have also like the Easter money and eggs and yes. all. But in Ukraine, eggs it's like it's uh, spiders. <laughs> no, in Ukraine we do we have eggs, but yeah. we decorate them with ethnical Ukrainian like drawing so every huh. part of ukraine will have different easter eggs because they have different culture different style of drawing okay and it's really nice if you if you look at it's like it's it's like real art yeah like decoration of the eggs and a lot of families doing this together with the kids and yeah. they yeah. it's it just it's also a nice tradition but but no bunnies I'm, I'm amazed <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm amazed like the at the kind of the how like national tradition things that kind of point to the country's heritage have kind of tied itself into some some of the religious holidays that's interesting yeah we but we also have this a lot of traditions because we was a pagan country until night 988 so yeah so we was mm -hmm. uh, like ukraine was forced to be baptized and become a christian country right. it's not by willing of the people right and because of that, a lot of like Christian holidays, they just was put over the pagan traditions. Mm -hmm. Like we have in the summer some traditions, what really have a pagan roots, but we call this with Christian name. We we celebrate like uh, Saint John Baptist Day, but it's with I love pagan, yeah, <laughs> the pagan traditions. Yeah. And but it's what you it it's fun traditions. It's just doing activities and right. some funs. But sometimes it's like okay, it's a little bit right. more. It's not like Bible. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, in in conclusion, as we kind of wrap up, um, there's there's some Russian occupancy in the east, and there's there's been war going on since 2014. Right. Yeah. Um, what what are some ways that that Americans, um, particularly our church and our listeners, should be praying for um, Ukraine as a whole, um, especially given the political climate? Oh, it's a it's a tough question about the East because like everything what is happening on the East it's horrible. Like people dying almost every day, and it's shooting mm -hmm. still uh, there. It's it's not a peaceful place right now. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, people there, because of their big need, like need more than ever. And the church really can help with uh, with a lot of stuff there. So for for church, I think it's open door for gospel and really be active in just, just help these people mm -hmm. and share the gospel or cover their financial needs or just food and clothes and all of this. This part of Ukraine is now really open to to gospel. So even our church, we did some. Uh, we prepare some young people. They went to the east to do the camps with young people there during the summer, <coughs> and we planning to do this the same this summer. And like we want to send people there to share the gospel. So Java was telling me that he has done some trainings in the east, like thirty, like thirty kilometers from the border, or, or right, or yeah. Russian occupancy. And you can hear, like hear shootings and uh, like guns and stuff, and it's scary. But um, but man, we're thankful for you, you know, yeah. working and and being a gospel presence in in Ukraine. Yeah, I I just really want to go back to the to the east again our team like they they going back really often just because of my ministry and right now 
it's really hard to put in the schedule but but that's that's a lot um, yeah and your your church's needs what what can we pray for if, if people want to do something what what is something that your church needs for our church it's like we have now <clears throat> we do have right now uh, uh, a lot of young people around us and uh, for us it's a it's challenge how we can connect them to the church and how we connect them to the gospel more because we have a like sports ministry and we have 50 teenagers coming to the volleyball every sunday evening for three hours and we did a devotion in in between the games like and all of this they hearing about god they hearing about us they hearing about gospel but uh, still it's like how we can connect them closer to the body of christ and yeah this is the the one challenge it's a lot of young people around right mm -hmm. now our church but we really want to see them as a child of god mm -hmm. first and hopefully the members of our church or any other christian church but uh, yeah. want to seem to have relation we want to see them in relationship with jesus so rock on so well, hey, seriously, um, there's the sign. That's the siren going off. In yeah, the we have a siren in Milton to let us know when it, when the podcast when should the be over. <laughs> yeah, um, Heather controls you, it. It's true. From her. <laughs> she has an app on her phone. She's yeah. like, wrap it up, wrap guys. it up, boys. Hey, thank you so much, Siava. So for and, and we some crazy bees. And that's right. We're gonna. Um, I want to encourage you to listen to past shows. You can get on the app. You can check it out on iTunes, on Spotify on all the platforms in the world. Um, thank you so much for listening. Have a great day, and peace be with you.